0: Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. I have what I believe is a hot take, but I think it might only be a hot take in our community because it requires you knowing what agorism is. Ooh,
1: so, agorism, you know how you know me, I'm a sympathetic to that agorist.
0: I know you are an would it be an ag simp?
1: I think so. I think I, I think it might be a simp that ag
0: you should put that in your twitter bio for the folks at home my grandma etc can you give just a quick elevator pitch on agorism
1: an agorist typically is an anarcho-capitalist that believes the only peaceful way to liberty is through the denial of the state to not use any state apparatus or institution to to bring about liberty but yet to just ignore the existence if possible because to acknowledge it is to legitimize it in their eyes typically so those are the controversial things with agorism but the There's a lot of really cool things that agorists do, and that's just, they look for loopholes. They're really good. They tend to be the libertarians who find ways around the problems that we have today. And we all share their knowledge and their ingenuity and just uh, in getting around government roadblocks. Uh, when it comes to guns or raw milk or, let's say, beef or what, uh, whatever, you tend to run into a lot of agorists when you want to buy, say, a cow, right? Or you want raw milk because the nutrients in it uh, is better for your children or whatever. It's against the law to, to sell that. So... It's hard to get people to just give you milk, right? So you run into agorists that have ways of, how do I say this legally, like they will give you milk and then they become friends with you and you like to give them other things.
0: In the same way that the Jack Daniels distillery Will sell you a souvenir bottle. Right. That happens to have alcohol in it.
1: Right. And Because it's and a dry to be county. completely honest, is as statist as the Jack Daniels distillery is, that is a form of agorism that they are exercising.
0: Right. So the distillation is that agorists sit somewhere on the spectrum of... Some laws should probably be ignored, all the way to if it's a law, you should do everything you can to break it. Somewhere in that spectrum is where most agorists sit, but that's about the the benchmarks for it.
1: But an agorist, uh, everything I've read, and I've read a lot they they run, they do abide by the non-aggression principle. It's private property is at the core of agorism
0: that is a really good point it's not just breaking laws and murdering people
1: or taking their stuff
0: right Right. so it's more that they are against laws over and above the non-aggression principle right yeah that that is a that is a really good distinction because it's not it's not what some people think of when they think of anarchy where everyone's just killing and raping and pillaging.
1: Right. It's more like it's, it's growing a single, watermelons and trading them for pumpkins.
0: Right. It is a single law that we all abide by and interpret in our own different ways. But
1: hmm.
0: I think that's a pretty good summation and is a prerequisite for something that I'd like to propose. So I'd like to propose a thought experiment. Okay. I would like to take this hypothesis that I don't necessarily agree or disagree with, but have come to and would like to prove or disprove and talk through. Okay. And it is this agorism leads to big government.
1: Okay, I've so, heard this argument before through but well, it's typically done by people who believe in the state, but they're like, oh, but it state should be a little smaller. Those are typically the people who make this argument.
0: Yeah, and I will say this isn't this isn't one of those statist arguments, okay. This is something that I actually see happening already. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll point out an example here. So I was uh I was doing some reading and this is kind of a timely example, but this could be anything. This is just a, a good example of what I'm I'm talking about here. So for those who might be listening to this right now, this weekend, years in the future, Uh, a pregnant woman claimed that her fetus was an HOV lane passenger. So not too long ago, there was a legal precedent changed around Roe v. Wade and abortion. Mm -hmm. So this woman has... Seemingly as an act of protest, decided to drive in the HOV lane while pregnant because she has said that the uh state has recognized her unborn child as a person.
1: Right. Which she's driving on a state road. Right. So she's making perfect sense. So the point being is state roads should not exist. Or no. Was that not the point she was trying to make? (laughs) Because I was with her, one hundred percent.
0: I think she was actually trying to make abortion legal, but either that or make driving in HOV lanes with
1: babies legal. I okay. Well, I, I, you know, I'm not for abortion being legal. I'm not for abortion being not legal. I'm for it being open because. I think that uh, the natural market should decide I think that a uh, life is is worth a real discussion a monetary discussion and I think that if you take a life that there should be a monetary penalty and benefit to the the people who lost a loved one or whatever but like I don't see how the federal government making it, Okay or not okay solves any of this.
0: I, I completely agree, um, okay. but I think I think you're skipping a lot of steps because we you, you're we're talking about like what we believe should be.
1: We should go right back to there not being roads or no. Where where am I going? Who, who
0: will build the roads? Nike. Who will build the shoes? Who will? who will? Who will give out tickets for driving in the HOV lane while pregnant? Yeah, who? So as of now, so we're recording this in mid-September of 22, she just received a second ticket. So oh no. she did it again and got another ticket. Oh, um, no. But the part that stuck out to me was a line right here. Her, her line and a judge's response reads as follows do you understand with everything that's going on this is a baby and she's 34 weeks she told the deputies a judge agreed with her and the June ticket was dismissed
1: okay so that judge agrees that it, that's a life in her and dismissed the ticket
0: Correct. But here is what worries me. Okay. So the judge dismissed that ticket. The judge did not Make do anything to overturn that law
1: or that precedent or. Well, uh, maybe, maybe it's being enforced wrong. Just get fat. You could drive it and say you're pregnant.
0: So that that's exactly the problem I'm talking about. So imagine this keeps happening. Anarchy. This keeps happening, and judges keep dismissing it. Not judges take it to trial, rule on it, make a decision, overturn precedents. No, they just keep dismissing it. So then what happens is this just becomes one of those stale laws that we keep on the books. And I'm just using right. this as an like example. You can't own things.
1: an alligator, and you can't walk your alligator afternoon.
0: That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. The, the various different weird laws that are left on the books for Alabama, this and that. And this is how we get a lot of those. The challenge that comes with having that is that we have a preponderance of laws. Mm-hmm. And it is impossible
1: to keep track of all of those.
0: And what that that's means, what that means. That's true, but
1: law really isn't. That, okay, so I think when you're running down this this uh, corridor that you are, I think you're missing a big point. And, and the big point is that people in what they'll put up with is law so you know the state like you, let's say the county you live in starts to enforce their law that you can't you can't have a cat that's got a tail more than three inches right the and in this county is full of cats and PETA and then every other activist when they start cropping tails there's coming out, it's a big fucking deal. And like nobody's cropping their fucking tails. The 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 vets won't do it. The they're starting to pass out all these tickets. Nobody's paying them. And then finally they go, fuck it, like we we're not gonna win this one.
0: You're talking about the opposite of what I'm theorizing here. Okay. You're talking about something where it is broadly being enforced so people will not put up with that what i'm talking about is laws that are put in and very quickly are dismissed by those people in that same way and are not enforced so right. for example let, let's use your same example the cat tail so length.
1: it's like but, a sheriff who doesn't enforce the uh, 10 round clip law in his county that happened I mean that's a very recent example that's Bill Clinton right when that happened there was I know where I lived I could have 15 round uh, magazine in my gun and the sheriff would not arrest me for it
0: but what what I'm talking about is a a dormant law okay being on the books is just one more thing that can be selectively enforced. I'm not talking about broad enforcement because like you say. the That's true.
1: You're right. You're absolutely right because it can be selectively enforced and and that is something to be concerned about. But you know, the most enforced laws out there are still less selectively enforced. They don't enforce it upon their buddies, their the judges, and attorneys, and warmongers, and, I mean, because, like, think about it, like, you can order a missile to blow up a van full of innocent children, willy-nilly, and then keep a six-figure job, and never get anything done to you, but if I walk over to my neighbor's house and smash his hand with a sledgehammer you know uh, I'm wrong for doing that and you're wrong for killing an entire family
0: from a legal standpoint the more laws we have on the books the more opportunities there are for selective enforcement
1: okay I'd go with that if there wasn't so many already there that there's just I mean everybody enforcing them is breaking them.
0: And and I would I would argue that that's how we got to the place that we're at now. I'm yeah. I'm not even saying this is like a future state. I'm saying we're in that now.
1: Okay.
0: And we've gotten there because of what could be labeled as agorism. So a a prime example is if i if i ask any uh history buff hey how did they get al capone
1: they got him through tax evasion right In the, exactly like the
0: thing, exactly right? that's the that's the, that's the back of the al capone trading card trivia did you know that al capone actually went to jail you know whatever that is yeah because of selective enforcement Right. He he did something somewhere that nobody on the IRS or whoever has had like look they were. Looking I mean, that's the only thing they
1: could get him for because, like, if you think about it, the only other competing mob that was that size was the U.S. government, and they were doing the exact same things. The only thing, the only difference is, the U.S. government had taxation. Which was the only difference between Al Capone and our government at the time.
0: Yeah. So I, that I, I is compl- how they got him. Yeah. I, and I completely agree. Yeah. And that's how they're going to continue to get him, me, you, whoever, because the more of these we allow them to add, the more opportunity they have to find something. There's this.
1: I'm thing not that- going to disagree with this theory necessarily because I enjoy the fight with the state I enjoy being the enemy of the FBI or the enemy of the CIA to the extent that I feel like my family's still kind of safe for the most part then I would leave the US in a heartbeat if I felt otherwise But I think that the the agorists still have it right in the sense that this is all happening. Like, it doesn't matter if the law is on the books because they will. Let's take Cody, for example. Defense Unlimited, you know, the first person to freely put out a 3D printable gun out into the digital atmosphere and basically make the abolishment of guns impossible. Right. He was arrested and I don't believe he was ever convicted, but he was held for two years on um, solicitation of an underage prostitute. Now, If you look into the story any further, you realize, like, oh, this girl was a, got in trouble, was approached, was asked to try to seduce person X. And then, like, and and all this was her idea. There was never any sexual intercourse that happened between the two. So they got him on something. They entrapped him somehow to the extent that they could hold him. But they, they held him for two years and never convicted him of the, the crime. And then if you go, oh, Cody Morris is a good guy, They somebody throws up an arrest record of him trying to solicit sex from yeah. a minor, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So... They're gonna the things like sleeping with a minor, whether it's illegal or not, is are gonna be frowned upon by moral people, right? They're gonna use these things anyway. And for us to go for us to step back and say, Hey, you know what? You're not the guy who says whether this happened anymore, because you're not you're you're the ones doing it. You're actually sleeping with the children. You're actually prostituting out children. Like we're going to be the ones now. The people are going to say whether Cody Morris is doing something wrong. We're going to have a gu- we're going to have a police force that works for us. Not for the state. I
0: I love that as a future state. Yeah. I'm just saying that right now and until we can find a way to get to that place we need to recognize and be realistic in that the majority of people think of the law as an approximation of right. morality that if right. you broke some sort of a law you are in the wrong
1: you're right that's, and and that's where we play in cuz I think that the understanding that you and I have of agorism, anarcho-capitalism, communism, all the isms, and the effects that laws have upon your masses, uh, despite the name, the Patriot Act or whatever, we understand what it actually does, right? It, that we are in a place to inform the voting majorities, uh, the to, to bring this up as conversation, to steer the political atmosphere into having to answer the, the hard questions that they don't want anybody asking. Okay? That's where you and I play. But where the agorist plays Is in an atmosphere that we want to be in. And people like to call them. Living in la la land or whatever. But I think they serve a really good purpose. And I respect that so much. That. That they. Are. Out there pushing the envelope of. What we can get away with. They are the people where we look at them like oh they're a they're what the future could be or something like that. I think what they really are is if all shit goes down they're the people you look for to save your ass. Like for example, let's let's go to Mother Russia. Back there in the Soviet Union we had a, they had a large military that was collapsing during the Cold War. Uh, people were starving. They had a a uh, communist trucking distribution uh, method, right? Well, what happened was a lot of military trucks weren't able to stay, Maintained and whatnot out in the far country lands of Russia or Soviet Union. And people who knew how to work on those trucks went and snatched up a bunch of them, took off parts and got them working, and started black market um, distribution. Crops were rotting and not getting to where they were going. Because there's there's not an incentive for a government trucking company to get shit where it's going. You want to not get shit where it's going and say, oh, we need more funding. Nothing was happening. So people were starving, dying. Like, starvation's fucked up. Like, when Americans hear starvation, it's like a foreign thing. It's hungry, right? What I'm talking about starvation, when I'm talking about starvation is what's, what's happening now in China, for example, with their doors welded shut. Families are just welded into a box with no food and no water and dying. In fact, there's a lady running for office up in Maine. Her f- family, when she was a child, they bought a stillborn from their neighbor to eat they traded something for their stillborn child because you can't eat your own kid like that's fucked up it's like that's what I'm talking about and an agorist is the person who fixes the trucks up and starts the black market trucking company that gets the bread somewhere so they're not for one thing like that maybe that there isn't a stillborn like the the person gets enough nutrients the baby survives so i can see where somebody would argue maybe an agorist could push a dumb law to be not enforced but like there but like if you were to look at the benefit of a of an agorist mentality and the ability to move around in this dark web or black market and keep people alive Because a lot of people think the black market is for selling drugs and stuff like that black market is for selling things that the state won't let you sell that's what it is if if it happens to be drugs, it happens to be drugs. But like, if the state doesn't let you sell it, it could be beef, it could be shoes, it could be medicine, it could be antibiotics, it could be it could be formula for your baby. It could be all those things.
0: So I, I don't I don't in any way argue against those problems that desperately need to be solved. And I don't even think it's a bad idea to try to solve those problems. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's in any way what I'm suggesting here. I'm just wondering if agorism, at least in the way that it's currently interpreted and executed, is solving the symptom instead of the problem. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So no, it's I, not so I, much that they're I think you're right. I think it is a, a little bit more focused on the symptom, but I think I think that a human mind can only I mean if you want to be good, it's good at something you got to focus on on something. So like I think the bigger issue and I think what you're really getting at is should the agorist go on the a podcast or social media and discredit the person doing the libertarian party stuff or should the libertarian party dude go on social media or whatever and discredit the agorist and in that circumstance I would say no I think that we are working together I think we're focused on two different things I think we're everybody's different and I think an agorist should understand that We're Our minds are focused or entertained by different puzzles. If you are fascinated by the hypocrisy and the idiocracy of government, the idea of government, then I am. I tend to enjoy poking that bear as much as I can get away with without hurting my family. And before I had my family, I poked it until I went to jail. Tend to poke a lot, you know? And I think an agorist is poking a different thing or enjoying a different aspect of it, a different, uh, something just as important, but focused on a different part.
0: I'm not, not, again, I'm not saying that the, the problem isn't important and one that we're all trying to solve. I'm just saying that you don't think they would want to know if they are accidentally doing more harm than good for their cause. Because the the premise, if I were to simplify it, it would be this. The way that agorists behave now tend to create laws that are no longer enforced, but are still on the books Mm -hmm. and are not in terms removed. Okay, Which means well, that the state. I would
1: disagree who ha- in the okay. fact that an agorist does not create any laws.
0: I'm not saying that they do. I'm saying okay, when an agorist works to break laws and encourage others to break laws and encourage the masses to break those, it means that those laws don't actually go away, but just in practice they do which means that it's more and more opportunity for the state to selectively enforce that on an individual whenever they feel like it. So in fact, what they are doing is instead of letting a law be absurd and people push back on it, they're breaking it to a point where it actually just gets dormant. I would
1: disagree to the extent that I think they do push back and they because it becomes absurd is why people push back on it i don't think you i think your normal sissy ass person who thinks that they can go to the school board and change the world i don't think that they would push back if it wasn't for an agorist doing it first
0: i agree and i think that's the the thing that i'm talking about is that most most of the time, it doesn't go to that next level. It doesn't go to, okay, Well, we need to actually get rid of this law. I think yeah. a lot of folks just stop at, oh, let's just break it until people don't care about it anymore. Judges just keep dismissing it.
1: But what about, what, I mean, you got to think about all the things that don't become law because of that. Like, when you look at the, the, the when they were going to uh, change the law in California... Where like um, parents did not have uh, a say so in their child's education because it wasn't their it w- it wasn't their place to have it basically is what the law was saying where you weren't allowed to question the education your child was getting. Um, that was a grassroots uprising set forth by very agorist type people. And because of the homeschool agorist mentality uh, of those people, there were other options. So like not only did your agorist jump on the bandwagon yelling about that, but like your everyday mom was like, oh, I can yell about this. And if I don't win, I still got to, I got a way out. And it became such a big deal that the state of California just did not move it forward. It died right there on the... But,
0: But that's actually a really good example of agorists being an unintentional ally to the state. Because that was a decoy law. And anyone who was paying attention would have known that. That what that was meant to do was set the bar so unreasonably low that when they come back through with something that is very oppressive, people will accept it because yeah. they spent all of their effort fighting the, the really thing. unreasonable one. And that's why I'm saying like if I'm if I'm an agorist, if I'm a libertarian and anarchist, I would want someone to tell me if there was a possibility that what I was doing was unintentionally helping the state grow
1: well see i still don't see how they would be responsible for that because like all they're they're not living in a state a status atmosphere they are taking what they have and then if there are is a state law that affects them they are trying to find the best ways around it the most legal ways and if not the most legal but the the least prosecuted ways around these laws so they're basically like a group focused on if these stupid laws get passed how to minimize the damage and can you can you blame more laws being passed because you minimize the damage of one on on a group that, yeah, yeah you can. I mean, you really could. You could say, like, I mean, technically, if you want the 08 bailout, you, you blame the reason why that, we got away with that bullshit because of Amazon and fucking Netflix. I mean, those are two big companies that really... Really, Because they created so much wealth in our economy that we didn't see the the impact of the 08 bailout as much as we should have. It was a huge impact because what we should have had was economic growth to where the middle class and the lower class was a lot better off. But what we had was they were just a little bit worse off.
0: Let me ask you this. Okay. In terms of solving the symptom versus the problem, I'm not even saying that it's not enough. I'm saying that it can actively do harm by normalizing the problem. So which would you rather have? If you're in Yemen, Mm -hmm. would you rather have someone soundproofing the hospitals so you can't hear the bombs? Or would you rather dismantle the drones?
1: See, I think that's a I think your your question is, is leading too much because an agorist would be creating back channels for life saving drugs and food and ammunition things like that to be getting into Yemen. Yeah, this sounds
0: this sounds a little bit like a not all agorists argument because Ross, Sal and the like three others that you might mention, I think do go above and beyond. But most of the ones who identify that way, I just want to say to them what you were saying to the other libertarians. It's like you're actually causing harm. Just stay out of the way. Yeah, you're hurting the movement.
1: You're you're right. The ones that, the ones that talk shit about the people who are actually fighting the FBI and CIA that aren't doing their part. I think uh, I think are are a net loss, but. There are a lot of them that do the talking shit because they don't believe in the state um, solution. And they cannot get around the fact that I don't believe in a state solution either, but I believe in using the state to get it down to a, uh, to manipulate the situation into an exit. Let's say that, right? Uh, That's what I believe Um, and I can't I'm not going to win them over on that but the fact that they're still creating these black market channels for us to let's say when we do become our when we do exit the the union we have all these black market channels I think that that's great and I think that you know at that point we'll come together. But then, then you have just the lazy Twitter agorists, right? That are just arguing and whatnot. But I think in this conversation, we were talking about two different type of agorists.
0: Yes. You're right? talking about the 1% who go above and beyond the agorist philosophy and are right. actually working to undo the state to shrink it and do that. as opposed But in defense
1: to- of the, the agorist, I'm also talking about the one percent of the anarcho-capitalist working within the confines of a state to federal government situation. Because let's not get it twisted. Power corrupts. These motherfuckers get in office or do whatever, like they're in a good state agorist or, or anarcho-capitalist right it, it, it's and it's bullshit to think that like we're not already infiltrated by the feds and shit like that like we're just as it's only one percent of us that are us too right that are really us and then we're convincing the rest of the world that we have the better idea they the rest of the world is not going to be the the thought the minds the 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 philosophers of the way the world should be structured they're gonna make a decision on what's better what's working what's and we need to find a situation where we can show them that our model works and we're only one percent they're only one percent as A real agorist. You got your. You got your anarcho-capitalist. You got your. Your. Your your, your minarchist. And shit like that. Like. Like I've always said. Like. There's tons of people. That call themselves. Anarcho-capitalist. But like. A radical minarchist. I'll work with that guy. Over. 90% of the. anarcho capitalists Every day. And I know. I disagree with that guy. On. Core principles. But I know that like he really, really believes it and he's gonna work for it. Like and we got a long way to go till me and him are gonna disagree. And then I got ninety I got a people I've talked to that call themselves anarcho capitalists that you know if somebody were to say they're cool if they you know sway on one belief Or whatever they'll do it
0: you know i i I was just talking about this the other day because it's it's even it's even further out than that like the politicians that i will immediately dismiss and Mm -hmm. of which i am very critical Mm -hmm. as an example rand paul i would love if I woke up tomorrow in a world where we were at the point where we were working on what he and I disagree with.
1: No shit. It would be amazing, right? And yes, we are more critical of a Rand Paul or a Thomas Massey, but that's because they are closer to our belief and people associate us with them. Yeah, and and I don't think it's
0: any secret that you and I and a lot of folks like us are fanboys of his dad and think that he's lost his way a bit but in the grand scheme of things
1: but I think uh, to uh, to be fair to Rand I think that Rand has lost his way in strategy not in core principles I think that he has them I think his strategy is just a little too Beltway.
0: Agreed. Yeah, he's he is a guy who, I hate to say this and admit it, but I trust him. I just think he is surrounded by a lot of people who have a lot of bad ideas and bad ways to accomplish the right mm-hmm. things. The yeah. path to hell is paved with good intentions.
1: Uh, Agurus probably looks at me as a Rand Paul. Trust me, but think I'm just too involved in the state. I'll never and and that is that's a fair assumption. And I I, I honestly can't argue that they're wrong. It's just that I live in today's world with to with my family that I have to worry about, and I also have to get some pleasure from my battle. And if I get pleasure from battling with these stupid morons on Capitol Hill every once in a while, then more power to me. In fact, honestly, if I were to go back to true agorist philosophy, if i'm doing it just for the pleasure of it and not necessarily doing it thinking like i want to make change through state power or whatever then it that's agorism too let's just make it a mockery and making it a video game or whatever
0: i think you're confusing that with satanism